Hello and good afternoon. Um, thank you for joining me for this next session in this series all about building an agile business and really what it means to build an agile business and how it's different than just recession-proofing um, your business. Recession-proofing is important and things that people are talking about out there as far as having a, an emergency fund, building an emergency fund and paying off debt and, and controlling expenses and cutting redundant expenses and getting rid of things that you really don't need in your business right now. But I like to think of it instead of just focusing on one point in time, okay, just one thing like recession proofing, I like to think of it as building agility into your business, building an agile business. Why? Because when we focus on building agility, when we focus on that resilience that we can have, when we focus on building an agile business, that is going to enable us to gracefully pivot when we need to and to be able to get through any circumstances that come our way. And as we talked about yesterday, you know, a lot of people base decisions on what is happening in the here and now, okay? They base their decisions on the circumstances that are impacting them. And then what ends up happening is those decisions are based on fear. And we don't want to do that because nothing good comes from basing decisions on fear. So what we want to do is when we are focusing on building agility into our business, that is going to help us to build a stronger foundation so that we can continue to thrive. We can pivot when we need to, depending on what impact is coming into our business, good or bad. Okay. It's impacts can be good. I know I had a couple clients who during the pandemic, even though everything was shut down and people were you know, losing revenue, I had a couple clients who grew exponentially and couldn't handle the growth because they didn't have the right processes and people in place. They also didn't have the right mindset in place. So impacts don't have to be just bad. They don't have to be a, a downturn in the economy or losing staff or sickness or natural disasters or, you know, whatever, a, a global pandemic. They don't have to be bad things. They can also be good. They can be having that exponential growth or having that rapid growth all at once and you can't handle it because you don't have the right things in place. So having an agile business or building an agile business is going to enable you to make sure that you have the right things in place in several key areas. So we're going to talk today about, yesterday we talked about the three things that you need, stability, sustainability, and scalability which gives us diversity, it gives us innovation, and it gives us the ability to pivot and build a strong foundation no matter what. So today we're going to talk about stability and what exactly does that mean? So when we are building an agile business and when we are focusing on building stability into our business, as we talked about yesterday, what we're doing is we are looking at where do we have gaps in our business. But also, where are we missing out on opportunities? And when chaos happens, when contraction happens, when friction happens, that pushes us to either take a moment and say, what are we doing here? Or it pushes us into making rapid decisions, which don't always turn out the way that we want them to. So 
when we are looking at or when, and you can do this kind of thing, I mean, really anytime. And I know many times more than not, um, we only want to look at what are we doing really, really well? And how are we doing really, really well? And how, you know, where are we making the most money? And like, we only look at that and we don't look at where are we falling short and where do we have gaps in our business? And what I like to tell people or what I have in my business growth formula, one of the, the um, pillars that we work on is looking at these key areas and finding the gaps, finding where we're not doing things so great and how can we do them better? So when we talk about this, I like to say we need to look at the gaps and opportunities in our people, in our processes in our infrastructure, our products, our systems, our brand, and ourselves. So when I talk about the gaps, okay, when we are looking at our business and when we're looking at, like, let's say our offers, our products, okay, when we're talking about the gaps, where are we spending a lot of money on a particular offer? Or where are we, where do we have, if you're a product-based business and you have inventory, where do we have a lot of inventory or we're investing in a lot of inventory in a, on a particular product or a particular group of products that isn't really selling, that's not really profitable for the business? And what I have seen in my own clients is they, a lot of times we get to start thinking that the more we add into our business, the more products, the more services, the more offers, that will help us to make money. And the truth be told, the truth is, is that the more we add into our business without taking the time to make what's working work even better, the more we start adding into our business, whether it be products or services um, or additional pieces of software that we don't really need, that's when we start to, number one, dilute energy. Number two, get away from our core focus. And number three, we end up spending money on things that we don't, that's not really working. So when we take the time to say, what are we most profitable in? What products are really working for us? Okay. Or what offers, what services that we provide is really working for us and it's the most profitable. And what can we get rid of? And I heard this term a long, long time ago, but the art of pruning. So taking a look at things that aren't working and saying, how can we prune down? Again, many people think that the more we add into our business, we want to make more revenue. We want to make more revenue. We want to make more revenue, but they don't look at that profit number, that bottom number. So what do they want to do? We want to make more sales. So let's add more stuff in. And then they add more stuff in and then they add more stuff in and then they wonder where the money is. Where's, where's my cash? Well, your cash is tied up in stale inventory or it's tied up in software or um, things that aren't really making you money. So when we prune, we take a look at and we assess, we assess what really is working, what really aligns with what we're doing and what doesn't. And what doesn't, we get rid of, we cut it, okay? Also, from this standpoint, when it comes to like processes and systems, okay? 
processes are how we do things and systems align with that because that enables us to carry out how we do things. So taking a look at our processes, what processes are really helping us to be streamlined? What processes are helping us to automate? What processes are helping us to educate or delegate? And what aren't? And maybe when we look at a particular area, we realize that we don't have a process set up to be able to do something, which is what happened with a couple of my clients during COVID. They realized when everything got shut down and everybody had to pivot, they realized that they, that they were missing some key processes that they needed to have in place for going from live interactions with people to virtual interactions with people. So we had to go through and set up processes to help them to continue to have that continuity in their business so that they can continue to serve their customers, continue to sell product and continue to keep the doors open. Hey there. I know there is so much going on in the world and it's so easy to get caught up thinking you just need to get through this time and you just need to survive. There's rising costs and inflation, delays in getting products, struggles hiring and retaining good people, trying to get that edge that allows sales to rise and customer loyalty to increase, figuring out how to stand out online in a sea of competition when you haven't even gotten your website completely done. But I'm here to tell you there's a better way to approach these things. There's a better way to approach this time that we're going through, a way that will lead to higher profits, more money in your pocket, and more time to do the things you love to do. And that's where I come in. I come in to help you fix what's broken, plug the holes, so you can insulate your business from any impacts that might come your way. Over the past decade, I've helped many product-based business owners to turn their business around and increase their income and their profits 20%, 30%, and even up to 80%. Yes, I said that correctly, and you heard that correctly. So what did they do? They stopped spending money on random marketing and software that doesn't work. They hired a high-impact, high-growth team to help them move the business forward so they didn't have to do everything themselves. They implemented processes to streamline work so they could do more with less, and they increased profitability by really and truly understanding their numbers. And most importantly, they started thinking like a CEO and not just a small business owner. And you can do this too. You really can. And I want to help you. You and me working one-to-one to get the results you've been working towards for years. Imagine going from six figures to seven figures to eight figures, even to nine figures. It's totally, totally possible. So apply to work with me in my exclusive Business Masters one-to-one program and let's do this. Spaces are limited. Unfortunately, there's only one me, but the results that you get are truly extraordinary. So you going to do it? Are you in? I look forward to seeing you on our next call. 
So when we are doing this pruning, we can look at our processes and say, number one, how can we do things better? But number two, do we need something in place because we don't have it in place? Same thing with systems, looking at it and saying to yourself, where are we, where are we spending money on software that we don't really need? And where do we have software that doesn't really align with those processes? And I had a client a long time ago who had great processes set up, but the systems that they had in place didn't speak to each other. And they also weren't aligning with the processes. So what did they do? They tried to modify the system and the software to do what they wanted it to do. And in turn, it ended up not being a great fit. So they had to go with something else. So as you are looking at this and you're finding the gaps, you're finding where we're selling stuff that isn't profitable, or we are doing things that don't really align with what we're all about, what our brand is about, what our business is about, what our vision is. Also people looking at it and saying, where do we have the wrong people in the wrong places? Where do we not have an alignment with somebody who has strengths in something, but they're working, they're in a job where they're not utilizing those strengths there. And they seem like they're not particularly happy or empowered to do the best job that they can. So where do we have people in the wrong place? Number one, number two, where do we need people? Where are we missing people? Where we need to add people to our team? I've seen that happen numerous times where people think the team needs to look a certain way. And then they realize that the reason why they're so overwhelmed is because they're doing things that they really shouldn't be doing and they need to delegate more. And once they start to delegate, then they understand that they're missing, they're missing key people in key roles. So Again, as you are going through this process of pruning, saying to yourself, where where are we missing people? Where are we focusing on things that we shouldn't focus on? Where do we need to improve so that people can do their jobs better? Where do we also need to take care of people more? So that's the process of pruning and finding the gaps. And when you start looking at it, you may find that those gaps start to turn into opportunities. So looking at it and saying, what didn't go so well before? And saying, how can we make it better? Because now we understand why it didn't go so well. We had the wrong stuff in place. We had the wrong product in place. We had, you know, we didn't have, you know, an e-commerce site that was working properly, or we didn't have somebody who was maintaining it properly. So looking at that and saying, ooh, you know what? We have the opportunity to make more money or we have the opportunity to improve the business if we do X. So as much as you are finding the gaps in your business and what isn't working so well so that you can say, hmm, how can we start to find the opportunities? And again, when we come back to that foundation, that core, that vision, that why, that purpose that your business has, we start to see where we've been completely missing the mark and where we've been focusing on things that we shouldn't be focusing on and missing or forgetting about the things that we should focus on. So looking at it and saying, hmm, 
we need to create these new processes or we need to adjust these processes. That's an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity to build a stronger foundation. One of the things that is going to make your business to steal it up against anything, any kind of impact that comes its way, and to also you know, keep your business running no matter what happens is having good processes in place, having good processes and good people. So as you're going through this exercise, you can say to yourself, where is the opportunity for growth? Where is the opportunity for growth in our team? Where is the opportunity for growth in what we're selling? And growth might mean condensing down, as I always like to say to my clients, go deeper, but narrower, narrow and deep. Okay. Looking at what's working and doing more of it, going deeper in something, deeper in relationships, deeper in, in products that are selling, um, deeper in, you know, you have an offer that's working. How can we even enhance it? How can we enhance that program? How can we enhance that membership? How can we enhance that event? Okay. So those are ways that we can start to find opportunities for growth, as well as how can we build our visibility even more? How can we really get our brand out there? Maybe during the process of pruning, we figured out that we're spending way too much money on these three things. And in order to get ourselves out there and get our brand out there, we could spend money on these things. So as we are, it's this contraction, expansion, contraction, expansion, expansion. So as we are looking at what's not working and we're looking at the gaps, then we can start to figure out, okay, maybe from those gaps, we have some opportunities or maybe looking at this and getting rid of things, it starts to open up the doors for some new ideas to come in, which is why I always say that building diversity into your business, and this is something I go over in the business growth formula when I work with people, is building diversity in experiences, in ideas, in backgrounds, in people, in products is so, so key. Because when you're going through this process of assessing and pruning you're able to see things differently. And with that diversity comes innovation, comes doing things completely outside of the box. Just because everybody else in your industry doesn't do it one way, doesn't mean that you need to continue. You know, if they do it one way, doesn't mean that you need to continue doing it. Just because you're a restaurant doesn't mean that you just serve food and drinks. You can have some kind of a, of a, cooking club or baking club or, you know, whatever it is, or a VIP, you know, day or whatever that looks like, just because nobody else in your industry doesn't do it, doesn't mean that you have to follow that. When we look at what works, what doesn't work, what that gives us is something so powerful that it will carry us through no matter what, and continue to connect us to our greater vision, the bigger vision that we have, and our purpose. And that is clarity. Clarity, getting super clear on these things, is what gives us that power. That power inside to say, to start making the right decisions based on growth, based on direction, 
based on moving the needle, not based on fear and what the news is saying and what everybody else is saying and what we think is true. We can start to make decisions based on what we know to be true because we've looked at what's working and what's not working. And many times I have worked with people where they feel overwhelmed and they are like, everything is so complicated in my business. And I have all of these things that are, that's happening. And I'm not really sure where to start. And a simple exercise such as gaining clarity on what needs to be pruned, but where we need to go deeper and where we need to dig into can all of a sudden just eliminate a lot of that frustration and confusion and overwhelm and complication so that you can focus on what you need to so you can move forward. And when in my business growth formula, when we work on this, we dig into each one of these areas. We dig into what does your team look like? We dig into what, what kind of infrastructure that do you have? Do you have the right website? Do you have, if you don't have a website, like we need to build you one. If you do have a website, is it optimized enough so that people can find you? There are so many missing opportunities in websites that aren't optimized. Websites that don't have search engine optimization put in them. There's so many organic opportunities that business, a lot of businesses miss because of that. So looking at that and saying, okay, where are the gaps? Where are the opportunities? And our products, where are we investing money in things that don't align with what our customer is really buying or don't align with what we really stand for? As well as our systems, do our systems align with our processes? Or do we have the right systems in place? Do they talk to each other? Or are we making it more complicated for ourselves because we think we should be using this piece of software. Is our brand, are there gaps in our brand? Do we have a fully defined brand? Do people know what we stand for? Do people know who we are? And when people come into our business, do they feel a certain way? Our processes, are they helping us or hindering us? Do, are we overcomplicating things or are we simplifying them? I mean, it's a perfect time when you do this to say to yourself, how can we simplify? How can we simplify down so we can amplify back up? How can we lean into what's happening so we can up-level our business and ourselves? Because the last piece is, where am I as the business owner holding back my team? Where am I as the business owner working on things that I shouldn't be working on or focusing on things that I shouldn't be focusing on? And how am I staying stuck in the day-to-day, being the technician, being caught in like all the nitty gritty things that are happening while I'm completely forgetting about the direction of the business and where I want to take it. So these are the things that will help us to build stability. And when we have stability, it's just like a house. If you don't have a strong foundation that you're building a house on, you're going to have cracks. You're going to have cracks. I mean, if you build a a, a house on no foundation, you know, you're going to have issues. So we need to make sure that we have that strong foundation, a foundation of stability. Because when we do, we can easily and gracefully pivot when certain things happen, no matter what the circumstances are. And it also enables us to make decisions, growth-based decisions, 
not fear-based, circumstantial-based decisions. And that will carry us further and farther than anything else. Because the more clarity we have, the more power we have, the more educated and aware we are about what's really happening in our business, the more clarity we're going to have, the more power we're going to have, and we're going to be able to move forward faster. So I hope that these things helped you to understand what it really takes to build stability. And stability is the first, the first pillar. And stability is based on assessing and pruning, but also assessing and finding those opportunities, finding the gaps that have been hindering our growth, but also finding the opportunities that are going to help and excel our growth. So many people make businesses, business owners make decisions based on those, those top, the top things. Oh, we need to add this strategy and we need to add this product and we need to do the, instead of really looking at that foundation and saying, how strong is it? How clear are we on what's really working and what's not working? And when we're clear on both, we can make better decisions for what will help us to move forward faster, no matter what the circumstance. And right now, there is so much stuff out there with costs rising, with inflation, with what's happened, with what the government is doing and what's going on um, over in Europe and over in Russia. And there's so many different things happening. And it's so easy for us, for anyone really, to get caught up in all of that chaos. So in order to bring, and especially coming off of the past two years with the pandemic and trying to recoup from there, and I know you know, there's changes that are coming forward um, in the state of Pennsylvania and I'm sure other places um, with changes in, in um, pay rates and all kinds of things. And it's so easy to get caught up in that chaos and think to yourself, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how, I don't know how we're going to move forward. And we start to just go back into that mindset of, we just need to, we just need to survive. We just need to keep our doors open. So instead of functioning in chaos, let's function in calm. Let's bring some calm to that chaos. And how do we do that? By focusing on building stability, by focusing on assessing what's working, what's not working, and finding those gaps, finding the missing opportunities, and then focusing on building a plan, which is tomorrow that we're going to be talking about, to take that newfound knowledge that you have and that clarity that you have, and then start putting it into use. So thank you for joining me today for day two. If you missed day one, you can go back and you can uh, rewatch it again, but I would love to hear from you. What was most beneficial today? What was, um, did you have any aha moments and how are you going to start to assess what's working to find the gaps, but also find the hidden opportunities so that you can start building a stronger foundation that will help you get through, and not just get through, thrive through any circumstances that impact your business. So I look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow, same time, but until then, have a great rest of your day. And again, don't forget to leave me a comment. Let me know what worked for you, what worked, what didn't work, and what what you're gonna start taking action on now. So I'll see you again here tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. 
Hey there, it's Teresa, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad that you join me every week to listen to this podcast. This podcast has been a dream of mine, and when we hit episode 100, I was super, super, super excited, and I know now we are on our way to episode 200. If you like what you hear, and I know you do because you're here, I would love, love, love if you could head on over and leave us a review, either on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, on whatever it is that you're listening to, um, listening to this podcast. I would absolutely love it. When we get reviews, when we get, you know, five stars, it, it enables us to show up higher in the different categories so that more people can find us and we can make a difference in more small business owners' lives. So I would love, love, love if you could go on and leave me a review. And also tell me what you love, tell me what you what you wanna hear more of and how I can help you because that's what I'm here for. I am here to give you real life experiences, real life coaching, real life stories from my work, my experience helping small business owners to build their business, but also helping to, or me actually building and growing several of my own businesses. So if you love what you hear, please go over and leave a review. It would be absolutely amazing. It would mean so much to me, but until next week, take care and I will see you soon.